Okay, bonus episode of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Returning with us is uh, Mr. Angelo Reyes, striking coach uh, in boxing and MMA. So, um, Angelo, thanks for coming back, man. Long time no, well, long time no see. I know we've spoken a lot in between the, uh, the last time you were on, but uh, how are you? How, how's everything been? It's been good. Thanks for having me back on, Ed. You know, I always love doing this with especially with journalists like yourself who really do a lot of the research and, and do our sport, you know, to do diligence. You're not, um, you know, there's certain ones where I look at it and I'm like, man, you're just trying to get hits. You're not actually trying to study uh, combat sports. And uh, you're definitely not one of those guys. I, I hold you in high regard for uh, somebody in this. So no, I'm honored. Thanks for, for having me on. Uh, it's been good, man. I think the last time you and I were even just kind of chatting, I was in your neck of the woods. I was in New York. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, you you were here for the uh, the shadows for Anna, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was awesome. Um, so I didn't realize that the that the Hotel Edison, which is where they were doing the Shadow League Awards, and it was uh, Bernard Hopkins, uh, Don Staley, uh, who's the coach for uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks, um, uh, you know, Anna Hulaton and uh, Gus Johnson, who if you're watching college football right now, man, he's on. He's on TV a lot. Um, they were both, they were, all four of them were the recipients. Um, and Anna was getting the Trailblazer Award for all of the contributions that she'd done for uh, combat sports and uh, really lifting up the entire global Filipino community. So um, it was cool. And, and on the same week was uh, the UFC Cormier versus uh, L- L- Derek Lewis fight. So yeah, yeah. I like, like I'll tell you how crazy New York is, man. Like how busy things get. I didn't even realize oh, I know. That, that his hotel, that like the the host hotel of the UFC was literally right next door to the to the event that I was a part of. So that whole time, like I'm walking in and out, I'm I'm like crossing, passing people. I didn't even know, like, oh shit, we're all in the same. We're literally like right next door to each other. So, um, so no, that was that yeah. was a, that was kind of a cool, very cool, very crazy week over there in uh, in New York. And it, it was fun. I wish you were there. I tra- actually, you I know, know what? you you did we're, go. You ended yeah. up going, and then I was leaving. That's what I that's know. What happened. Yeah, I was talking to you on the phone. If you remember, we were talking on the phone about uh, uh, everything that you had experience and you're you're on your way back home and i was on my way into the city um yeah we were talking about everything and we had just missed each other and uh, i mean i found out so late about well actually i i saw your message because you let me know you let me know like the middle of the week before about everything and uh, i didn't see the message until it was too late for me to get out there but i was sorry i missed you i mean obviously i wanted to see you guys and i uh, see uh the uh on get the award but um you know uh, I did write about it over at Frontproof Media. I mean, obviously, congratulations to to her and you guys for 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 you know going going along this journey together. But um, uh, uh, Matt had asked me. We did this week, and you and I were t- talking since what Sunday night uh, about uh, Wilder Fury. Uh, and uh, but obviously, I mean, that's probably been the biggest uh, heavyweight boxing match of uh of the current time ever i mean here we are on thursday and people are still talking about it they're still talking about it on fox sports espn um even the mma community hasn't stopped talking about it so um so the one of the things that matt asked me on our podcast this week he, he had because we were trying to recap every the whole weekend there's so many fights 
he asked me, and you know, you know, I I caught the fight late, so I told him I was like, no, I hadn't seen it yet. So, um, what what's your opinion? I mean, what's your take on everybody? To, I mean, I already know the difference between a uh, uh, boxing and a brawler, but uh, like, what's your take on 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 who won the fight in your eyes? I, I know you went into depth, like Hex Fit, because as somebody that didn't see every round, uh. Let me know uh, uh, who is the draw correct, or what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, first off, this is this is what I've been saying, and I've said this to you, I've said it to Matt. Um, you know, boxing—it's a global sport, and when when people don't really understand that it's 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 so big, it's like World Cup soccer, right? And the heavyweight boxing matches, especially when we've had such a really great talent rich division into heavyweight uh, boxing, you know, when the MMA community gets, gets kind of involved in it now, they're just kind of seeing the, the trimmings, right? Like, cause, cause I, you know, like over a year ago, I was, we were talking, I had already been talking about uh, Anthony Joshua being, uh, versus Klitschko that uh, filling out Wembley stadium, having over 90,000 people. It was the biggest event in, 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 in boxing for heavyweights. Um, it was a great fight Klitschko versus uh, Anthony Joshua. And um, when you, when, when you recap that, I think that a lot of the reasons why maybe even the MMA community didn't talk about it is that fight happened uh, in the UK. It happened all the way, you know, on the other side of the, of, of, of the pond, right? When a fight like this, though, yeah. Tyson Fury comes to the United States. The fight's happening at Staples Center where the Lakers play. You got all these superstars coming in there like, you know, uh, Chadwick Boswick and like all these stars are, are there. They're all watching the fight. And then now you're right. Like today's Thursday. I turned on ESPN. I'm watching Jalen and Jacoby. And who's there? Deontay Wilder, man, he's sitting there in, in studio guest or, um, uh, the other night I caught it. Uh, it was a uh, James Corden show, you know, the guy who does the karaoke. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. So freaking Deontay Wilder is, in, in, is it guests in his show. And, and I'm like, man, this is, this is definitely now everybody's going to know who Deontay Wilder is. And, and us in the boxing world, we've known who Deontay Wilder is since, you know, he won the bronze in the Olympics. So we, it, but, but now yeah. he's getting that American uh, media backing behind him and everybody's really loving his story. Um, so I, I, I love it. I love that the, the fat, the fight ended the way it did. I love that it's getting so much play. Um, again, you know, boxing and we've had this discussion before you and me had both on the air and off the air where, if it goes to the judges, it's subjective, man. It's it's three judges. You're asking them to choose how they saw the fight. Um, and I definitely yeah. don't think this is a robbery. I know I know a lot of people are like, "You're crazy." But look, man, when you when you've actually been in the industry for as long as I have, and you've seen fights up close, like you know, I was on the floor for Manny Pacquiao versus Timothy Bradley one. That was a robbery. Like, if you guys want to know what a robbery looks like, go look that one up. Yeah. But I was also on the floor for Manny Pacquiao versus Marquez, too. And that wasn't a robbery. I mean, it was like, I know a lot of people get upset about it, but it was close. It, it was close. And 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 certainly a fight like this one, uh, Wilder versus Fury, 
it reminded me of Manny Pacquiao versus Marquez one, where Manny Pacquiao gets the three knockdowns in the first round, and and then the fight plays out the way it plays out, and it ends up being a draw. It ends up being it ends up being this thing where people are like, oh man, well Manny Pacquiao won because he knocked him down three times, and then a lot of people are like, yeah, but the other eleven rounds, Marquez schooled him and outboxed him, and it ended up being the way it was. But look what ended up happening for both fighters after Marquez and Pacquiao fought the first time it became this thing and now anywhere Marquez fought people paid attention to it anywhere Pacquiao fought people paid attention to it and as you know the two of them ended up having four fights total against each other um so here we are heavyweight division man the Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury so you have controversy and if you believe that Fury won. Okay, cool. That's fine. Um, if you think Deontay Wilder won, like people like Clarissa Shields and others believe Deontay Wilder 100% won. Uh, the people who scored it as a six to six, uh, they gave six rounds to Wilder and six rounds to Fury. That scorecard would have ended up having uh, Deontay Wilder winning 114 uh, 112 because of the two knockdowns. So this was one of those cards, yeah. again, where it was so close. I think I even sent you the official scorecards, where when you look at it, yeah, one judge who scored it 115-111, you just have to understand why it ended up 115-111. That guy wasn't sitting there saying Deontay Wilder destroyed Fury. He scored it seven rounds for Wilder and five rounds for Fury. And ju- because of the 10-8 rounds, that's why it looks so big. That's why it looks like, how could you have four points for for Wilder? It's like, that's just the, the way the scorecards end up. And then when you flip it the other way around, the guy who scored it for Fury, he scored eight rounds for Fury and four rounds for Wilder. But in that scorecard, yeah. it's it actually is supposed to say 114-112. That guy just did the math wrong. So when the announcement came out, and, and and they said 114-110, that was the mistake of the judge adding the Wilder card incorrectly. But really, that was only a two-point difference. And then and then when you look at the card, that was 113-113 even. That guy scored yeah. it seven rounds for Fury. So he's actually saying, yeah, I gave more rounds for Fury. But yeah. because of the two knockdowns, it ends up being a draw. And the, so, one, the, the one thing I always point out, Ed, is I'm like, look, man, before you go screaming robbery, look at the the, ju- the scorecard of the judge who scored it for Fury eight rounds to four. Then look at the scorecard of the judge who scored it as a draw. Yeah. Both of them had the same exact scores except for one round. It, they, they, they differed in round six. So in, in the round six card they you know they they picked you know one and the other so that's how yeah. close of the fight that's how close the fight was it was really close no i i hear you i mean and that's kind of what you said when you were on fan sided but so the thing that that made me uh, i mean I at this point in the week but nobody stopped talking about it and wilder's been making the rounds like you said he was a games gordon but he also went on uh or you sent me that clip actually from uh what is it speak for yourself and um I think he said it on the media call, which is one thing I wanted to ask you. Is it common for a fighter to do a, a press conference media call after the event? Um, you know, I, I think it just depends. Uh, I remember remember Mike Tyson did it 
um, after he lost to Buster Douglas. Mm-hmm. And then remember that his whole, if you look it up, um, Mike Tyson with Don King even sat there and tried to convince the media I should really be the champion because Buster Douglas, when I knocked him down the round before, he didn't get up after the 10 count. And then, yeah. as you know, historically, that happened in, in Japan. Um, you know, Buster Douglas gets up, goes into the next round, knocks out Mike Tyson. It becomes the biggest upset in heavyweight boxing history, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it's it, like like for Fury to do what he did, like the morning after he did his media conference, and then uh, um, Wilder doing what he's doing right now, I, I would say, you know, it's pretty much... I, I'd say it's par for the course. Like if you want to get, get the okay. rounds in and, and kind of let everybody know, you know, um, certainly this is okay. something that we haven't gotten this much momentum for. Like you remember when Mayweather no. McGregor, when, when Mayweather McGregor happened, when the fight was over, the fight was over. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, exactly. like nobody was, yeah, no. nobody was doing this. You know? And the, uh, and the comparison to Tyson and Douglas, I mean, people keep talking about, I mean, that that's when boxing was at its, at its highest point. And, uh, you know, like boxing is this, it seems like this Wilder Fury match has brought boxing back to that same level of, of height. Like everyone, people haven't stopped talking about, even the MMA analysts are doing breakdowns of, of the boxing match. And, um, it's just crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely good for boxing. I mean, it's definitely reinvigorated a, a lot of interest in the sport. Um, I covered the lead up and, and afterwards, and then I didn't really get into, to the, uh, looking at at the uh the match until you you started sending me stuff to watch and 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 we started talking about it so but the reason i wanted to still uh get a hold of you uh at this point after the match was because so that the the difference between 10 seconds and a 10 count it's not the same thing or is it the same thing because that's what wilder keeps saying that 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 uh, tyson uh fury didn't didn't really answer the you know that 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 uh the 10 count was uh kind of extended for him or, or whatever he's trying to say what do you think about that yeah no i look man like uh, obviously what i like is that both fighters feel they both won so this just becomes you know splitting hair arguments um you can just watch it yourself <laughs> you know uh fury did get yeah. up i mean it's not it wasn't long it wasn't a, he got up from it i i think that a lot of credit um should be given to the referee in in, in Jack Reese that um, yeah. I, I do agree that most of the time you see a knockdown like that happen, that referee's not even looking at the fighter, man. They they just wave it off like that's it, it's over. Um, so for Jack to to do his job and he's you know he picked up the count right when uh, you know because there's the person that's doing the count uh, that's on the floor that that yeah. starts to count when it happens. So all you have to do though so that you know it's not even a controversy is look at the showtime clock and you see it ticking down. Now as soon as Wilder gets hit and he falls down, that clock is going. And when you see Jack Reese pick up the 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 count, when he goes over uh uh Fury, he starts with 4 5 six so it's not like he started at one you know what i mean he he just went yeah. to pick up the count like like that's so so everything was fine rules wise like i get wild wilder saying yeah. that um at the end of the day though man really wilder doesn't even need to say that because there is the yeah. argument that if you scored it six rounds to six wilder won 
If you yeah. scored it seven rounds to five for Wilder, Wilder won. So he doesn't even need to even say I mean, that as a controversy. You know? No, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't it shouldn't be a controversial because not not only are people who obviously we're, are probably going to get this again in the near future, but the thing of it is too is is uh, the uh, neither guy's record as far as picking up a loss. You know, nobody picked up a loss because it was a draw. So. Um, you know, that that's kind of good because we get to see it again. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. As and actually as, that's what, that's what I was. Go, yeah. yeah, no, no. And, and you're right. And that's what I was even saying I, to you off air was where most people think, oh, we're going to see an automatic rematch. And I know even today, Deontay Wilder talked about it on Jalen and Jacoby. He said, oh, I definitely want an automatic rematch. But the truth is, yeah. and you and I have had this discussion about boxing. It's business. It's not boxing. Isn't yeah. Like where there's one person in charge and then they're going to tell you, oh, you definitely have to do this. None of them have to do anything right now. If I if I'm on Tyson Fury's business side and I was on his camp, biggest fight to make for Tyson Fury at this point in his career is against Anthony Joshua. You do it in the UK. You'll 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 100 percent sell out more seats than Wembley Stadium. It's going to become a yeah. massive, a massive card. Yeah. And because of the popularity Tyson Fury's gotten now in the United States, he's going to become yeah. a huge star win or lose against Anthony Joshua. So why would you rematch Wilder right away if you can make more money could... fighting Joshua? So really, it's going yeah. to come down to who offers Tyson Fury the most money. Right now, I know, you know, you and I both know we're not going to see Joshua um, Wilder next because if that was going to happen, yeah. then it would have happened already when Wilder offered Joshua 50 million. So we already yeah. know that fight's not happening anytime soon. So then the question becomes, well, if Wilder wants to fight Fury next and Fury is already saying, I want to fight Joshua next then yeah. fury just put himself in the best position for business it, he's gonna it's gonna be highest yeah. bidder and that's who you're gonna see for the rematch whoever pays him the most but that's what's great for boxing too because now you not i mean you have you have more than a few potential re, i mean you have uh you have the rematch of wilder fury you have joshua fury you have joshua wilder i mean that's uh, that's great for boxing and where you know because i think the 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 bad the bad press that boxing has gotten recently with, with the recent big, big matches that they had. Cause you know, there's always a controversial judging when they had I made some notes about like uh, the, the Pacquiao and the, and the Australian dude and, and yeah, uh, Jeff Horn, right? Yeah. Jeff Horn. Yeah. And uh, Canelo and triple G, you know, it's just like, like um, people always say something, Oh, you know, there's a great match matchup and then it's marred by bad judging. But this is one of those cases to me anyway, that, the, that I'm fine with, not only am I fine with the draw, but uh, you know, I'm glad with nobody picking up a loss because of it. And the I, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind if, if Joshua is not even in the picture and we get Wilder Fury again. So all those options for the heavyweight uh, matchups for to make another big, huge pay per view are there, and uh, that's great for boxing as a whole. Yeah, and 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 as you know, with the zone coming into play mm-hmm. nowadays, I said this: where if the zone can offer Canelo 365 million dollars. And it's a digital content, like a Netflix style. I am sure then they can offer enough money to have Wilder versus Joshua happen. 
You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so it's one of these things where it, it's it's really again, it's gonna just come down to people are definitely interested. Period. I mean, you yourself said it. The MMA world is talking about this boxing match, you know, and they and you guys, and, uh, the MMA's got UFC in Toronto coming up, and people are still talking about yeah, Wilder versus Fury. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Right, so, so, um, you know, uh, this is one of those things where I don't think I think we're gonna see we're we'll. I believe we will see a Wilder versus Fury at some point. I just don't think it'll be immediate. I don't think you're going to see that next. I actually think you're going to see Wilder versus Brazil next. And Dominic Brazil is the, if you look him up, he's got a good backstory. He was a collegiate division one quarterback. Um, He got into boxing. He's right now the number one mandatory for the WBC belt, which is the one that uh, Deontay Wilder is holding. Uh, So I think you're, you're going to end up seeing Wilder Brazil in the United States. And then I think you're going to end up seeing Fury versus Joshua in the UK. Yeah, no, that I mean that 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 would make the most sense. But uh, either I think we're going to be ha- happy either way. But uh, speaking of uh, matchups, and and you mentioned Mayweather, um, I, I had mentioned it to you before we started talking because apparently I I didn't know you weren't up to speed on the whole thing for New Year's Eve with uh, Ryzen and, and Floyd Mayweather. Um, what, what's your take on on him and Tenshin Nazakawa? Uh, having an exhibition match on New Year's Eve. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the last that I'd heard, and then I, you know, when you when you brought me up to speed, then I re-looked the whole thing up. So um, last thing I heard was that he went into the press conference and then he got bamboozled and then he pulled out of it. And then you mentioned it to me today, so I looked it up. So apparently he's back on. He's, he's doing it um, as an exhibition for a small group of business people who are paying six uh, or seven figures for him to do the mm-hmm. exhibition um tension you know is is young right i i mean i know some people believe he's i heard i saw somewhere they were saying he's like the michael jordan of kickboxing i mean i don't know yeah. about that but you know again <laughs> um uh he's he's good he's young he's i think he's like 27 and oh super talented but the exhibition matches boxing so this again yeah. to me is like okay so did you guys not learn your lesson with the McGregor Mayweather fight already? But well, sure, man, I, yeah. you know, like, 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 if you guys want to see this, uh, go. I mean, right I mean, he's a draw. Yeah, I mean, maybe if he does anything in the ring. So obviously, that's the business side of it. But uh, I mean, as somebody like I know, you've obviously had you've had stories of going overseas and stuff, uh, and uh, you, you've been in both world boxing and MMA. This this thing at Ryzen, like if you listen to Chael Sonnen's podcast, and and even um the day of the day they had their last press conference, Ryzen, uh, Sakaki Bara uh, put up a, a tweet where he said, "Oh, you know, things are cleared up for Mayweather intentions fight." He didn't call it an exhibition; he called it a fight. And Chael is 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 thinking uh, in his, his podcast, he said something twice that I can't help but wonder if he might be onto something that because of the language barrier or something's lost in translation with negotiations. Uh, someone thinks they're doing an exhibition and someone thinks that there's an actual fight going on. So, I mean, what is your take on as somebody that's been, I know you've been overseas. You had some crazy stuff happen at, uh, when you and uh, Anna went, or we told the story on the last episode. Cast. I, I mean, do you think something crazy could happen on New Year's Eve where somebody doesn't understand that this is supposed to be a, a play fight and, and not a real fight? Yeah, no. I mean, hey, look, at the end of the day, Floyd Floyd's 
people are, are, are really good at what they do. So um, I could see something where last minute Floyd will pull out if, if it's not all up to par. But from what Floyd is saying, it sounds like it's supposed to not be televised. It sounds like it's just for this private group that it's just going to be a, a three minute or a, a nine minute. So that's three round exhibition. Um, yeah. So if it's one of those private things, you know, I mean, it's not like we've never heard of these type of things before. Wasn't it the Sheik who who he's the reason why the UFC even went to uh, the Middle East is because he was willing to put up all kinds of money just to have MMA go up to that side of the world. Right. So it could be one of those situations yeah. where uh, this group of business people that have enough money are like, yes, we're very <laughs> we're very interested in having floyd mayweather do an exhibition in front of all of us so we'll pay you all this money um but i don't think this will be televised unless you've heard something different i don't i don't think any any one of us is going to get a chance to see how this fight actually plays itself out um i mean it seems like it's going to be part of the ryzen's main event card you know extravaganza that they you know they like to do the way they did pride the new year's eve shows in pride i know it's I don't think it's supposed to be two days in a row like they used to do, but it's definitely going to be uh, – it seems – I mean, from my understanding, I haven't gotten any recent press releases from them, but uh, after the after the Mayweather announcement, um, and then they had that press conference last week when they uh, did the Bellator versus Ryzen. Uh, you know, they announced that and a bunch of the rest of the card for New Year's Eve, and they added – they said Mayweather and Tension Fight are, are part of that card, so – I think wow. it's going to be on the the uh, the broadcast, the fight TV. Uh, yeah. Well, it'll be so, it'll be interesting then, um, business wise. That's my understanding, anyway. Who knows the way the way that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Be, I mean, who knows? Be... Who knows with the way it's been back and forth, but. Uh... I'm sorry. Hello. 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 I was I was losing you there for a second. Are you back on? Hello? 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you broke up a little bit. Yeah. Is it, uh, yeah. it kind of unclear? Hello? Hello? What's going on here? Hello? Hello? Are you yes. still there? Yeah, yeah. I, it must be a connection issue. But uh, what, what was the last thing you said? No, no. I was saying how, um, yeah, you're right with, with how it's kind of going back and forth. You know, how do we yeah. even know it's really going to happen, right? If, if it, I mean, from what I understand, too, Floyd said he got paid a good amount of money just to do the promotions. So for yeah. all we know, this could just be, you know, helping uh, Ryzen out, um, you know, with their promotions uh, for it. I'll tell you what, if the fight yeah. actually does happen, so let's pretend like it's going to happen. Um, I'd be interested in seeing it because basically, in my opinion, uh this could be like, um, you know, if it's even if it's a three round exhibition, you get to see what a 41 year old Floyd Mayweather looks like against a young, fast. Um, yeah, he's attention is about the size of Manny Pacquiao, maybe a little smaller, but they're about the same size. Yeah. And he's a lefty um, and he is young and he is fast. So, you know, might give you a little glimpse yeah. into what Pacquiao Mayweather, too, could could potentially look like and then of course as you know Manny Pacquiao is back in in the ring in Las Vegas against Adrian Broner uh January 19th so um could be all of that too could this could just be the genius of Floyd Mayweather getting everyone yeah. globally interested 
in Pacquiao Mayweather too again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I hear you. So, uh, I mean, just one last thing before before we close out, because that was just the stuff I wanted as far as the fight game goes. But, um, uh, like, next week, uh, I remember back in October, uh, I had texted you when, when Scott Coker announced the uh, uh, that Frank Mir and Javi Ayala were going to go at it for in Hawaii uh, for next week. And that's when you let me know that you were stepping away from coaching and training and stuff to focus on some other efforts you had for something that's a uh, close uh, personal in your life as far as like uh, bringing awareness to conge- congenital heart disease. Um, so I, I figured uh, I'd, I'd ask you what you're doing to create awareness for that. If there's any, I don't know if you have any websites or organizations that you can refer us to. Um, the floor is yours, man. Yeah, no. Um, so I did, uh, I was obviously, I, you know, there was the Fedor versus Mir. And then um, over the summer, you know, I, I really just took the time uh, to, to go 100% seeing my son every single day. Um, you know, my son was born with congenital heart defect and, um, he's 14 years old now. He's, he's doing well. He's in, um, he's a freshman in high school. Uh, but you know, I, even, even earlier that year, you know, having had a chance to speak to close friends of mine, like Ronnie Turioff, who he himself, uh, deals with congenital heart defect. Um, if you look up his story, it's a it's a great story to see how he was able to play ten years in the NBA, but he had a he had a mass he had massive surgery, um, open heart mm-hmm. surgery uh, himself. Um, and then we just you know we just got into talking and 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 really for me, it's not that I've, I've stepped away from coaching. I mean I'm still coaching people and yeah. you know teaching all the time. It, it's just that uh, I really wanted to take the time to get into the congenital heart defect fa- uh, community and, and the families and, 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 and talking to them and seeing where, why is it that congenital heart defect just doesn't get enough awareness did, did, no, did, you know, the, you see, um, you know, there's so many sicknesses in the world, like cancer and Alzheimer's Parkinson's, but when it comes to congenital heart defect, I feel like not a lot of people really speak about it you know a lot and they should because it's it's one in a hundred babies <laughs> are affected by it and oh, wow. that's a that's a stunning number already uh and if you combine all the cancers combined congenital heart defects still uh affects more children across the board all over the world so you know you know i mean just even this week when we when we turn on um ESPN, we're seeing the V Foundation and they're talking about Jim Valvano, the V Foundation and what yeah. it's done. And for someone like me who has been a congenital heart defect parent for 14 years now, I feel like, well, how come there isn't a V Foundation for us? Why isn't there, why yeah. isn't there more? And I, and I think the first step of it is just awareness, just people to even be aware that, hey, man, if you're about to have a child or if you do have children right now and you guys haven't even uh, thought about letting them get checked for congenital heart defect, this is something you may mm-hmm. want to do because because a lot of times, you know, th- you grow up, you don't even find out until, let's say, you make it to your teenage years. And then all of a sudden, like what happened to Shaquille O'Neal's uh, son recently, you know, top high school basketball player yeah. in the nation. And then he gets the full year, uh, the f- the full ride to UCLA. They do the check, and then bam, they find out. 
hey, we have to do major uh, open heart surgery with you. Um, and we don't know if you're going to get a chance to play basketball again. Uh, so, so for me, just uh, if at the very least I can go on to shows like yours and continue to talk about congenital heart defect and be aware of it, asking people to just at least Google search it, Google yeah. search congenital heart defect so that you know more of these stats and you find out more about it. Or me, myself, as you know, if, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, you know, you see that a lot of my stories are, are about my son and how well he's doing. Yeah. Um, you know, the nine surgeries he's already survived. He's got to go through more. Um, and it, it's that it's, oh, wow. it's, there's no cure for this. It's, it's not like, Hey, we fixed you. You're cured. It, it's literally something that people like Ronnie Turioff, Shaquille O'Neal's son, uh, uh, Sean White, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's uh, 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 child, like all, all of us, we deal with it. You, you just deal with it. You just go through it and so many more, um, you know, uh, so I, I know more and more awareness is being raised about it. And and if I could just do even my my little part of it, um, you know, that that at the very least, I'm happy with that. Um, currently, right now, I am working on something where I can I can have uh, different athletes help me with. Oh, yeah. Help out the, I was just going to suggest. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 it's actually something I've been, I've been working on and, and, and uh, putting together. Hopefully by 2019, I could, I could share with you exactly which organization it's going with and, and what we're doing. But um, for me, myself, you know, with my own son, just seeing how he's grown up, but also seeing that in the society that we're in, because of the conditions that he has, it, it, he, he can't join regular um, sports teams and there's a whole lot of like like right now my son luckily um is in the freshman basketball high school team but but uh i had to do like me and his mom along with his cardiology team of doctors Mm. and other doctors there's this whole process that we had to go through and then talking to teachers and then talking to the coaches just to even allow him to go do a tryout and even even with that, there's special stipulations as to him being yeah. a part of the team. And for me, it's not just my son that deals with this. Every single child between the age yeah. of 9 to 17 who, who have congenital heart defect, if they, if they are diagnosed with it, they're all dealing with this. So I just felt like yeah. for someone like myself who who can teach you martial arts, who, who can show you, uh, you know, teach you the art of boxing, teach you the art of karate. I, I just feel that these children, they need an outlet. They need some a yeah. place to go. They need teachers. They need, they need mentors. My son, he needs a mentor, you know? So, so yeah. th- this is where I, I, I just, you know, I really took a lot of time from May all the way till now to yeah. just just be in the community, understand the parents, understand their concerns, um, talk to the different doctors, uh, find you know research more what's going on globally, yeah. who are all the different organizations. So um, so again, for you guys who are listening to this, if you if you could just go into Google, Google search congenital heart defect, um, uh, you know be aware about it. If you want to look at s- certain foundations that are, are are really doing all they can to help out, there's um, there's the, Ch- the Children's Heart Foundation. Uh, they're doing a lot with it. Um, there's the Pediatric uh, Congenital Heart Association. They do a lot with it. There's the Adult Congenital Heart 
association and they're they're doing a lot with it so so if you just put in congenital heart defect or congenital heart disease on google i I will guarantee you you're going to find out a lot of information that you may have not known about before um and then for you for you for you ed for any of your friends or family that have newborns or um, or children who have who haven't gotten an echocardiogram, who who have who haven't even asked the doctors to maybe just check. I'm yeah. telling you, brother, man, just just check. Like you're, well, you know, uh, most likely, yeah. it's going to be fine. But you're gonna want to know because you don't yeah. want to be that person no, that finds out and when the kid is in high school yeah, that he def- had this congenital heart defect the yeah. whole time. No, you're definitely right about that. I mean. Uh, we're we're gonna wrap it up here. I'll be with you once I I stop the the recording here. But it's definitely uh affected me and my family. Just the the you know because it's not just uh catching the you know catching it or or but you know having to go through all the procedures like you said uh, with your the way you did with your son and uh, the recovery process and how everybody has to kind of stick together. It's uh it's I I I know for a fact it's a it's a rough journey and. Uh, you know, something that people have to, the more, the more educated and aware of it they are, I mean, you know, uh, the better it is, it'll be for, for, for everyone. It have. Thanks again, man, for coming on. I, I really do appreciate your time. And, and if you want to learn, um, and, and just from us, obviously if you, if, when you get back into, uh, focusing into to coaching and stuff and you got fights booked, you want to uh, talk about that? Uh, always welcome on the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Uh, so thanks, thanks again for sharing everything. Hey, thank you, Ed, and, and and thanks to Matt too. I know I didn't get a chance to talk to him today, but you guys keep doing your thing, and I'm definitely a fan of you guys' work. So uh, thank you for having me on. Let me letting me uh, get a chance to talk about congenital heart defect awareness. Yeah, man, the Matt's having a rough week. <laughs> I mean, we did the podcast Tuesday. And then um, uh, he just he just came back from Iowa, but uh, I mean we can all relate we can all relate to, to to you know families having to deal with stuff like that. So man, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk to you uh, real quick. I stopped recording. Um, did, do you have a pick for the main event of UFC 231? Uh, Max Holloway and Brian Ortega. Yeah, I'm picking Brian Ortega. I got I got Brian Ortega on that one. I I love Max Holloway, but. Uh, you know, I got, I got, I got to go with Ortega. He, he, he sends a very positive uh, message for the world. So I'm picking Ortega, and then I, I and I'm going Shevchenko for the win on the uh, as the oh, new nice. twenty five champion. So th- those are my two, my two picks there. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks again for coming by, man. Hey, thank you, thank you, brother. Hey, y'all, East Coast Ed here. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can be a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents a month. This podcast will always be free, but if you help Matt and I out for future episodes, supporters will be shouted out on the show, and large supporters will be randomly selected to do predictions for a big pay-per-view event in the future. So please click the support tab and enjoy the show.